AF with Tony Tone and LA. <laughs> It's your boy LA, aka the Love Ambassador, come to you straight live and direct from all the Melbourne Jungle Studios. Now, it's quite common these days to be dating, finding your partner online, you know, no longer really going to the club and busting the moves like old man. But, um, so the question would be, I guess, during quarantine, lockdown, COVID, you know, what's, uh, what's happening to the old online dating scene? Some would, uh, like to ask a question, I'd be one of them myself. Uh, well, this is a article called A Fever When You Hold Me Tight. It's on The Economist. Obviously, don't own the rights. Go give them the money. Support them. Buy it. A great article uh, and a great paper. Right, well, uh, let's see what's happening with the order. Yeah, Tinder online, etc., etc. On a smartphone screen, Rob, not his real name, looking good, 24 years old, classically handsome with a job on Wall Street. He was an attractive prospect on dating apps. Shepherding women from bar to bedroom was easy. The sex was on the tap. Then at March, COVID-19 struck New York City and shut off the mains. It is a frustrating time to be single. Social distancing makes meeting in the flesh hard. Some people are still trying. In socially conservative Bangladesh, the bangers, where cohabitation is rare, couples rushed to get married before lockdown started. Well, I can't really blame them, actually. It's not a bad idea. Uh, in Italy, lovers rendezvous in supermarket queues. <laughs> <laughs> Probably at the frozen peas section. I've heard that's quite a good place to pick up. But many more are looking for love on the internet. Some people are trying to recreate old formats online. In Lagos, professionals host virtual games nights for the unattached. In China, why, ni hao mai, people dance the night away at internet discos. I wonder what music they play before peeling off into the message boards to chat privately. But others are embracing a new setup, the virtual date. And the solitude of lockdown is making them reconsider what they want from romantic relationships. Nearly 240 million people use dating apps and websites. Even before the pandemic, American couples were more likely to meet each other through online dating services than through personal contacts, according to a study published by Stanford University. Such apps are increasingly popular in poor countries too, especially with dating is frowned upon, like the old bangers and Egypt. They're all on the Tinder. Get on it. Dating apps are designed to push users off their phones and into bars, a less than ideal model in the middle of a pandemic. Don't say Sherlock. But the users' numbers for the five most popular online dating sites steady this year, according to App Annie, a market research firm. And the would-be Romeos and Juliets are using them more intensely than they were before COVID-19 struck. That's actually really interesting. Uh, in April, the average number of messages sent daily across match products, including OKCupid, Plenty of Fish, Tinder, yeah, you get the job, was up 27% compared with the last week of February. During the worst week of China's epidemic in late February, the average user of Tantan, a Chinese app, spent 30% longer on the app than normal. Well, I guess you got nowhere else to be, so you may as well DM people. Before the pandemic, online daters complained about the fickleness of their peers. Many failed to initiate conversations with those they were matched with. I actually hear that's quite a common problem. Uh, if they did, the other parties soon disappeared, according to 
Dawoon Kang of Coffee Meets Bagel. <laughs> what a name for an app. The ease with which users could make connections encouraged them to treat matches if they were replaceable, argues Rachel D'Alto. There's a lot of relationship experts. Like this article has told me, like, how many freaking relationship experts do you need? This state frustration, last October, 45% of American users told Pew that online dating was a vexing experience. But COVID-19 has rendered users less flighty. Between late February and late March, the average length of conversation with Tinder, one of the most popular apps, surged by 25%. People are taking the time to get to know each other more. Uh, etc, 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 etc. So basically, people are just having a good old-fashioned gossip, you know, chatting and... Uh, well, I guess, you know, as it's harder to sort of hit the pubs because they're literally not open, getting to, uh, to know each other a little bit more. The pandemic has also made singletons more willing to show their faces. Before it, they really turned on the webcam. Well, I'm not surprised considering the lies going on IG with all the filters. Can't really blame them. Video conferencing was a business thing, says Mike, a 28-year-old Bumble user from Perth. Hey, uh, West Australia, what's up? Using dating seemed creepy. Just 6% of American singles said they were like likely to have used Vizio to meet people before the pandemic, but oh boy, is it changing. Some 70% of American singles surveyed by Match said they would now use video. Bumble, which introduced video chat last July, reported an 84% increase in the number of video calls between the third and fourth weeks of March. Uh, Facebook dating and Tinder plan to do so too. you got to get on it. People like the old FaceTime. People surprisingly willing to bear the soul of video dates. At home, there are fewer distractions to dudge, nudge along a dull conversation, and there would be, uh, you know, sometimes restaurants get a little bit tricky. Mike realised that the only way to avoid the dreaded awkward pause during his virtual dates was to really listen, really react, and go deep into what they're talking about. That's bullshit, Michael. We all know it, mate. You're just trying to get some tuppy. The result is that you end up really investing in each other. That's great. And uh, some journalist from Nairobi agrees with it. Uh, these shifts reveal a desire for companionship. They also highlight the unease felt by some with a rush of romance pre-COVID. <sighs> Look, yeah, okay. And then the article goes a bit more wanky, wanky, wanky about how casualness was bad and hookups and whatever. But we all know that people like to do that as well. So we have to be uh, fair for those people that enjoy uh, the one night stand. Uh, but yeah, look, uh, research is basically saying that people are enjoying having a bit better conversation and finding it less socially awkward, which I can kind of understand because uh, before COVID, people were just jamming you into restaurants and you were sitting basically on top of each other. Where lockdowns lift, the old ways are returning. In Beijing, which is slowly reopening, parks are filling up with strolling couples and restaurants are busy serving tables for two. In Iran, which has allowed cars back on the streets, a teacher says he is registered as a driver as one of the country's ride-hailing apps hoping to meet women. It's not a bad idea. I've actually, on a side note, heard that taxi drivers used to pick up an enormous amount, and I've checked with Uber drivers. They get offered a lot on a the old Saturday night drive home. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, got to be careful with the old hashtag me too. It's a side note. But Miss Delta predicts that until people need no longer worry about COVID, most singletons will be wary of close contact with potential mates. Almost all Cupid, all OK Cupid users polled since March say they plan to continue using video. The virtual date may outlast the pandemic. And uh, yeah, look, uh, the, the video chat is uh, back in vogue. No longer just for the business, but also when you're trying to get a little bit of hanky-panky.